Shalom and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Shoshana Lise and I'm here with Rabbi Charner Rosenholtz. Today we are exploring Parshat Yitro, the Torah portion in the book of Exodus named after Moses's father-in-law, who is a Midianite high priest. We will be starting with Exodus 13, exploring the story where Moses was working day in and day out, judging cases hour after hour, people lined up, unable to manage the level of work that was required of him. Moshe seeks counsel from his father-in-law and receives it. What can we learn from this for our lives? Rabbi Turner, over to you. Thank you so much. We want to start this morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening, to Exodus 18, 18, where Yitro says to Moses, after watching him work so hard from morning till night with so many people coming with their problems, and Yitro says to his beloved son-in-law, listen, you will surely wear yourself out. And also these people, for the task is too heavy for you. You, you cannot do it alone. So he says, Navol Tivol, you will surely wear yourself out. Within this word, um, Navol Tivol, and when Torah takes a word and repeats it, there's a, an emphasis on it, something that really we're being asked to pay attention to. That word, Nun Veit Lamed, has to do with being senseless or foolish, or it's like withering. You'll languish, you'll drop down, you'll droop. You cannot do it alone. And so just take a moment and think, has there ever been a time when you needed or wanted justice in a situation that you're in, and yet you don't know who to talk to? What are the right communication channels? Think of how weary you get. Or have you ever been in a leadership position where so much is coming at you that you don't, you can't hold it. It's too kevit. It's too heavy for you. You cannot find the kavod, the glory, because it's too kevit heavy. And so here we have Yitro coming to Moses and saying, you're amazing, but you cannot do it alone. That is foolish. It'll wither you away. And now we have this amazing conundrum. How is it that our Parsha of Revelation, the receiving of the Torah at Sinai, preceded by somebody who is not part of our tribe, and it's, and it's given by somebody who is a high priest in a different tradition, isn't that a beautiful thing for us to understand that not only can we not do it alone, but we can go outside of our own tribe, our own people, in order to get what my Rebbe, Reb Zalman Schechter Shalomi of blessed memory would say, to get the nourishment, the vitamins from other traditions. In part, that's what Yitro offers us. Right. Um, verse 19. I'm, I'm thinking about Moshe, who's so caught up in his work, so deeply enmeshed with God and is about to be standing at Sinai receiving the Torah in just a few chapters. So in a way, we're, 
we're preparing now for that moment, for a revelation at Sinai. We're building containers within the society so that Moshe can do his job to bring down Torah to the people who will be assigned leadership tasks to then transmit this wisdom. Torah is water. We need vessels and we're building them quickly. So verse 19, Yitro sees all this going on and says to Moshe, who might not be listening because here he says, Atash listen to me, Moshe, listen. Listen to my voice, my kol, which is a powerful term related to revelation. The voice of God is coming. And here it is coming in this moment through the voice of Yitro. I will give you counsel. God be with you. Yitro is humble and, and honors the, the God of Moshe, the Yudhe and the Elohim, the God of compassion and the God of boundaries and judgment in, in this moment. Go ahead, Reptarna. Well, I, I love that you brought in Yitro's humility. Um, uh, Sephorno, who is a 15th century uh, rabbinic commentator and somebody who I believe is a, is a Musar specialist, character development. He says that it is, you cannot all by yourself listen to the problems of all the leaders and subsequently to all the problems of the individuals who feel they need your personal attention, believing that no one but you can deal with their specific problems. There's a certain humility that comes into leadership. You know, one can think as a leader, I can do this, I can do this, I can do, I can do it all, yet nobody can do it all. That is the foolishness we talked about in the last verse. There's a weariness that happens. And there's also a disallowing of other people to find their own inner leadership. So we have this sense that Moses has needed that sense of humility, like, look, you're amazing, but you got to start trusting others. And I just want to say one other thing about taking vitamins from outside our own tribal tradition. Reb Zalman coined this term deep ecumenism, deep ecumenism. Sorry, I have so much trouble saying that. Um, and that what the invitation is to understand that humanity, all of humanity is like a single body. This is the mystical truth we have to remember. We are all a single body and the parts have to talk to each other. So he would liken religions to organs and says that every organ in a body has a very specific function. And for the body to be healthy, each organ has to work and resonate its function into the world in perfection. So the liver must do the purification work. The heart must pump the blood. The stomach must break down the food. If anybody only had stomachs, how could we function? So each religion is like a is like an organ in the body. And so right. here we're understanding that the Hebrew people is a certain organ and that Yitro is representing a different organ. And by allowing his wisdom to come in to help us shape the organizational structure of the community, it will allow the influx of what Moses will bring down, what we call the vertical channel. What Moses is going to bring in will come down and then the containers will be set through having a whole council of people who take the issues 
that um, that the, that the congregation is coming to. They'll be able to take those issues and certain issues will be worked through by um, some judges and then higher level judges and higher level judges until you get to the top judge. And it's very much like our democratic system in America today, which indeed was patterned after Yicho's wisdom here. Mm. I don't know if you listened to the State of the Union address last night, but President Biden in the moment engaged in an act of leadership where he really listened to what was coming at him, which is of course applause from one side and obnoxious Ooh, comments on yeah. the other. But he, he unbelievably shifted what he was receiving, which was total polarization into getting most of the chamber to stand together for our elders. And he did it in a very interesting way. You can listen, but that was an act of leadership that I think I wanna add that in this country, we so need to honor the different faith traditions that are represented in our democratic process, you know, without conflating church and state, et cetera. But it's like, I need to be me. I need you to be you in order for me to be me. And what contribution can we in our Hebrew wisdom make to, the, to that chamber to say, I want to listen to you rooting yourself in your faith tradition, whatever that is for you, because it's necessary. It's vital. There's, there's a deep current of wisdom underneath each of us, a river that's flowing that is absolutely vital and, and necessary for us to build the right structures for our government to function well, whether it's local, state, or national. Um, and each of us absolutely plays a role in uh, bringing about the working of these systems. Uh, and then going back to the personal, family systems, community systems, synagogue systems, where's the wisdom coming in? Is each person in their leadership roles being honored for what each of them can bring to the table? And uh, are we nourishing ourselves and grounding ourselves as well as reaching high, reaching deep, reaching high and asking for help when we need it. All right, that's, I love that. So let's just kind of sum that up and then take that last thing you said of um, reaching, grounding, uh, rooting down and reaching high. The importance of clear communication channels and a place for people to go for their concerns is essential in a healthy society. And the fact that Yitro says you can't do it alone, you can't do a good job, it's foolish, you'll burn out. This advice is groundbreakingly important. We have to remember that as influx of wisdom and inspiration comes in, be it from our own higher self or from what seems to be a divine source, that that vertical channel has to then be spread out horizontally through structures. So I love what you said before, water, which is like Torah, can flow in. But if we don't have a vessel or container to hold it, then it is not going to be able to be integrated into our life. But you brought up something beautiful about the rooting and grounding. And um, this week, yesterday, was Tuba Shavad, which is the new year of the trees. And like the tree, we do have to root and ground as we reach above. This is part of our being in relationship to the great mystery. Um, I'm reminded that Peter um, uh, Wollobin read this, um, wrote this amazing book, The Hidden Life of Trees. 
And here's something he says. He says, a tree's most important means of staying connected to other trees is a wood-wide web of soil fungi that connects vegetation in an intimate network that allows the sharing of information. The science has shown us there's astonishing abilities for partnership in a horizontal way within the forest itself. The reason trees share food and communicate is that they need each other. It takes a forest to create tree growth and sustenance. In other words, they have to communicate horizontally, but they also have to receive the sun and the rain from above. So you have that vertical and the horizontal within them. So we are reminded something very fascinating about the tree because the word for tree in Hebrew, ilan, um, um, it's got an ayin, a yud, a lamet, a nun. The gematria of that is 91. But here's something fascinating. If you look at the yud he vav he principle, which is what is going to provide the revelation in this chapter, call that the vertical channel. And the, and the word Adonai, which rec represents my Lord, the horizontal channel, Yudhe Vavhe has a gematria of 26. Adonai has a gematria of 65, which equals 91. The Yudhe Vavhe principle and the kind of Adonai, which allows for that, that judge, that Elohim nature to ground on this earth has the same gematria as tree. The tree that roots deeply into the earth allows the sap to run up through it and then to reach up towards the sky, actually helping us um, with oxygenation, with the life force itself, with the breath of life. We have to have that ground, the yich row. Hey, this is how you do it to be in relationship with the judging God and the Moshe, which represents that principle. And the fact that we get that from outside of our own tribe, for me, brings great um, comfort that I don't have to do it alone. And I can look without and within for my wisdom and inspiration. Amen to that. Well, so I wish everyone who's listening, the ability to be the tree that you are, sustained with your roots going deep, with your willingness to reach horizontally, vulnerable, asking for what's needed, and to reach high to the sustenance that comes from above, receiving our deep wisdom this week as we receive Torah so needed for our times in the language that we can hear it, and that then we can apply it, building the structures together with our neighbors, friends, and folks across the aisle to build a society that shines and that sustains itself for many generations to come. Kenihi Ratzon. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom.